So if you haven't figured it out yet, um, we are the we, we are a, the guns guys. <laughs> we picked a Fat Boys movie. <laughs> uh, a, I think we picked the Fat Boys movie. Oh, I guess it. Well, uh, they're in Crush Groove. They're in, they were in Crush Groove. Although that would not be considered a Fat Boys movie, but they were in it. So they so. were in it. So anyway, um, yeah, Gonzo guys, you got. I would hope you've listened to us by now if you're jumping in on this one. But, um, and pause everything and listen to all the previous yeah. ones. There's a lot, so yeah. I <laughs> get on. Are we? We're not. Are we in the 30s? We're in the 30s, aren't we? We're not. We are get damn close. Oh man, I have a bunch of notes. Yeah, there's. Let's see here. We are. Oh yeah, never mind. This is, this is Gonzo number 30. Wow, the big three. Oh, I called it. Gonzo 30, I think, is here. It's this. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, listen to all the other ones. They are uh, culturally enriching. <laughs> it's Gonzo 30. You gotta get all this. Time. Yeah. All of them. There you go. <laughs> there we are. Look out! <laughs> yeah. Gonzo, hey, wait a can you fire up the Gonzo delivery truck? Hang on, yeah, I better just get Oh, oh wait, wait. Wait. wait, wait a second. Oh, hey, oh, watch out! I was somebody was trying. To, where is that Gonzo delivery truck? Um, we got to deliver the Fat Boys for the for our thirtieth annual every other couple week uh, epidose. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let me just back this. Let me get this truck out of the way. Hang on. Let me see if I can find where did that truck I gotta get this in gear and Oh don't and... pop the clutch. No no here. Oh, wait a second. There we go. There we go. Look out. Alright, there we go. It's out of the way. Uh, so to celebrate um the thirtieth uh epidose. Um, we asked you, the the Gonzoites, 
or whatever trademarkable name uh, I can think of both to uh, vote on a choice of movies. Gonzonians, Gonzoites, Gonzites. Yeah, so uh, we asked you to vote this time. We've done viewer selection. This was actually, we pick two, you pick one. So. Yes, so um, it was a between a body slam, which which I'll, I'll, I'll put back in the queue. Oh, we haven't done wrestling in a while. We'll put it back in the grab bag. Um, and the, yes, in the giant gonzo crap bag. And, uh, and um, the other one, that one, a resoundingly like 69% or 61%. Um, yes. It was, it, it was called Disorderlies. Uh, for those of you who voted, you probably already know what it is. Those of you who grew up during the 80s might also know what this is. Anybody who grew up in a household, was lucky enough to grow up in a household that had like cable with the old slide dial and the cable box, probably saw this in HBO. Yeah, this is if like the, the perfect HBO movie, I'll let you say that. Like the middle book, 80s HBO is what it is. Well, this is the heyday of HBO when they would just grab anything that existed they could get the rights to. They're kind of like Netflix back then. So they got a lot of crap that they had to fill all the day with. And they got some good movies, too, obviously. But um, they were a Time Warner division. But during the day, during the summer especially, I remember watching this movie. Sick days as well. Sometimes during a sick day from school I would watch and I had asthma, so it was a good sick day, so I felt pretty good other than not being able to breathe, so I could watch TV all day. That was always a plus. Nice. I, yeah, I, uh, I, I remember... Where did I remember the Fat Boys from? Probably from MTV. MTV. I remember them in a Burger King commercial. I don't remember, really remember them from anywhere else. I uh, took an instant affinity toward them because, well, I am was a fat kid, so... <laughs> Were you a fat boy? I was a fat boy. Oh. With uh with with the patented threadbare sweatpants. Ah, the threadbare warrior. That's right. So obviously when I saw this it's like, oh the fat boys. So, um but um yeah, uh, when the smoothie hit cable, it was a uh it was a wonder cuz it's like, you know, it's it, it, it it's a comedy. Uh, there's things going on. You can laugh, and then there's always that one like scene where there's boobs, like just out of the blue. Like and especially in this movie, it doesn't fit at all. It's just like, oh, by the way, here's a boob scene, and then move on. So <laughs> they also got a roller rink scene slash rock video. Um, yes, very very boogie fever like. Yes, very boogie fever, um, but with fatter guys. <laughs> yes. With, with fatter, more, I guess, hetero guys, which is fine. I don't, I don't care either way, I'm just saying. Yeah, it was a little more, it was a little more uh, hetero, but but fatter. Yes, fattero. So, fattero. It was definitely fattero. And wheelchair-y. So. <laughs> Wheelchairs? Whatever do you mean? <laughs> I mean, there's an old man in this movie who parties with the fat boys. Yes, <laughs> in, true, uh, in, in true white privilege style, too. Because that's that's a thing these days. Um, now, I have to say, I keep making. I go to. I would go to do our my research for this fight film, and um, 
or do Google some things and search things and find out some interesting things about this movie. And what I kept doing, and I don't know why, and I still do it now, somebody says, what did you watch? I almost always say, there it is. Oh, we got a little Gonzo feedback. Oh, sorry. That was that was the Gonzo phone. Gonzo phone. You know, people who don't want this out. But, uh, no, I always can... I, every time I'm thinking about it, I think Delirious, which is not at all this movie. No, uh, I'm trying to remember it now. Delirious is a movie with John Candy. Oh! Man, but, um... He's a writer, and everything he li- writes literally happens in the world. He See, wakes up in his own soap opera. When you said Delirious and John Candy, though, I thought of Armed and Dangerous with uh, Eugene Levy. And John Candy. Yeah, that was a great movie, too. That was good. And then, if I say Delirious, other people may think of the Eddie Murphy special. Yeah. But I think of the John Candy movie, where he writes himself in his own soap opera and has Susan Lucci and Robert Wagner in it. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's good company. Those are good people. The best joke of the movie being when he gets drunk and writes a scene, and then the next day all the stuff's happening, and there's typos that come to life. Like the bar receives a truckload of 20 cold deer. So. <laughs> wasn't, anyway. wasn't there a uh, Will Ferrell movie? No. Uh, where he was a writer? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. There's a movie where he is actually... There's a lady who's writing a book, and he's a recurring character in her stories, and she's going to kill him. But he realizes that or something. But he... Spoilers! He, yeah, it's uh, Stranger Than Fiction, which has actually got a little bit of heart. It's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, um, it's it's not a typical Will Ferrell movie. It's a little more sentimental. It's like that dumb... Um, it's like that dumb movie uh, where he... Like, Everything Must Go. Man, that movie was hard to watch. Yeah, he's made a few more dramatic movies, but if you're thinking it's going to be like Land of the Lost, uh, Stranger Than Fiction is a pretty good, it's still funny, uh, but it's not, you know, zany, crazy Will Ferrell. So. Yeah, not the kind of Will Ferrell that we've won. Now, if Will Ferrell was one of the fat boys, he'd fit it perfectly. Oh my god, that'd be a weird hybrid. Yeah, uh, I, that's the that's the segue I decided to make. It was terrible, but... Uh, it works. Yeah. Anyway, back to the fat boys and disorderlies. 1987. Yeah, so it was the time of MTV. It was the time where rap really broke out, or hip hop. It's, it's hip hop. Um, and but it's that more kind of clean style rap that you remember. Well, old old school rap and old that first rap that first era rap where it's very uh, I don't know it wasn't really generic. Well, it just was different. No, KRS One would tell you there's a difference. That's why I tried to split up. KRS-One would say that there's a difference between hip-hop and, and rap. So hip-hop is true to the form and the style, whereas rap is just people, you know, talking crap. So there's a lot of rappers out there, but there's not a lot of people that do hip-hop. Ah. So, um... I feel like there should be one of those more you know arrows going across the screen. <laughs> the well, more you know? It's true, because you can find some, some good... Like flow out there today, even I like like you know, Black Alicious is a very good group. The guy, uh, the Gift of Gadman, that's pretty good. And um, Dale the Funky Homo Sapien, of course, is in Belchon Thirty Thirty and Number of Periods and Gorilla stuff. You know, when he's clean, he he does some great. Just as the way the way his style flows is is amazing. 
I'd say Eminem is more hip hop. It's just the guy has the craziest, craziest like lyrics, but it's it's the flow and it's the the rhythm um, that really makes it. And that's what these guys do. But <clears throat> wait now, so okay, so you've just explained all that, and I'm I'm would have never taken that far. So I just I have to take a minute and say, you know, the more you know. <laughs> so. So yeah, if you want to study, if you want to study hip hop, then like listen to those guys. But start with the early stuff. If you know, Crush Groove is a per- probably a better example uh, for early hip hop, especially in stylized movie form. Um, that's really what like capitalized on it, and it was a smart move whenever they made made it, because it had like LL, even LL Cool J was in it, and it had it, it's the story of the early Def Jam records and. Russell Simmons and and um, that yeah, bearded guy now, whatever it is. I forgot the producer guy. Um, jeez, I should know this. Yeah, I don't know. He seems kind of Rick Rubin. Yeah, so um, he's the Beastie Boys guy. Yeah, so so Beastie Boys were in Crush Groove. Uh, I don't know if Kumo D was, but um, there are a lot of big names in that flick. So yeah, if you, that's if that's the thing you're into. Yeah, so that's a good, and each, like, act gets its own, like, like rap here and there, and, and it's a pretty good soundtrack, too, so, so, yeah, watch that, but, um, if you want to watch, like, the capitalization of that, and, and the popularity, which, um, I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if you want to watch the, the popularity of the Fat Boys be capitalized, watch, uh, disorderlies. Uh, yes. So that and um, and you might be wondering, so well, how did the Fat Boys get their own movie? They 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 were in all of uh, they weren't in all of Crush Groove. So what happened? Why did they get like so popular? And you know, I mentioned MTV, but this was this. But this is what really made him. The fat boys. Also did a wipeout cover. Oh, that was a good one too. So they really took advantage. They really took advantage of uh, of uh, <laughs> yeah. They really took advantage of classic songs. Like whereas the, where you would say like the Beastie Boys would do like rock and roll, like the Fat Boys did like classic, like soul. You know, or classic uh, they rock did like they. I think in this movie they did Baby or Rich Man. Yeah, they did a cover of that, but. 
their videos were super popular, so and and that kind of style was made was pushed totally into this movie. So and I really wanted to play the twist song, so I know. It it is always a good time for a little bad boys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is just a little bit of the this before you even get in the movie. Here is the oh right past the logo, you get you just go right into the music. Yeah, so disorderlies. Okay, just in case you didn't know who was in this movie. Of course. Just in case. So, before even the title's up, you get... Bad boys. So, what is this movie about? Well, since I put it up there, although technically you put it up there for vote earlier, and what beat it out? Yeah. What beat it out? Um, Holy Mountain beat it out. Oh, jeez. What the hell? <laughs> We're talking about two desperate movies. The Gonzies are sick, man. You guys are a twisted bunch. Man, it's a good thing I didn't put, like, Faces of Death against Disorderlies. Otherwise, that would have won. We'd have to sit through that fake movie. Well, you know, I, I, maybe you should have put up uh, oh, El Topo. Uh, no. no, don't give... No. no. <laughs> that might be a reader. That might that might be a listener request. But... It could be. We know, I know we have at least one listener who would probably want to see that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we, we put this up against Holy Mountain, and you all picked Holy Mountain, so it went back in the rotation, like all non-picks do, and then... And this, uh, and this fat boy decided to, to try to push it up there, so... We put it up against um, at least similar competition, so it went against Body Sling, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we would have been happy to watch as well. Yeah, you know, but... Um... But the fact is spoken. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go ahead and make a call. I don't know. I, I know I, I've seen bits and pieces of Body Slam, and we'll get to it eventually. I promise you this. But, um. I shit you not. This one seemed like it had more of a story. So let's let's get to the story. So the movie, this is <laughs> Disorderly. It kicks right off with the Fat Boys theme song. And. And they're doing, they're doing things to old people you wouldn't imagine. Yeah, they're rat ruling around the clock. Hanging out um, in Brooklyn. They're hanging out in Brooklyn at the world's worst nursing home. Yep, the world's yep. worst nursing home. It says on the cover you say today, so you know it's a fact. Yeah. They, uh, you, they are, I'm not sure if they're having wheelchair races with their um, residents. Which is funny, because you just imagine the fat boys running. It's like, what kind of race is that? Now... One of them was running. The other one was just kind of hip hopping along with his. He, one of them had the boombox on right behind oh, the old lady's. Yeah, it was cranking. Um, I can't say I'm a big enough fan of the Fat Boys to tell you. Uh, I only ones. No, only name I know is Marky. Marky is, the, is the, the the skinniest of the Fat Boys. Prince Marky, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's um, oh, it's Marky, Buffy, and Cool. That's right, Buffy. Buffy's my favorite. And Buffy's also dead. Is Buffy dead? Yeah. Are the other two alive? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. <laughs> just totally ruined your evening, didn't I? Oh. I don't like Buffy. <laughs> sad, the sad horn over something. That was literally. That was literally the sad trombone. <laughs> it wasn't for a bad joke. I'm sad. I mean, granted, their physical condition does not lend, lend it to longevity, but 
you know, sometimes people little. You know, maybe you find out the fat boys got skinny and lived a long time. But wow, he died in 1995. Oh, he died of a heart attack in Queens, New York. So he probably shouldn't have pushed himself on those was, uh, wheelchair races. He was that. Uh, that was less than 10 years after he made this movie. He was the biggest of the bunch. He was huge. He was 28 years old, and he reportedly weighed 450 pounds. Oh boy, that's too bad. I mean, you were a fat boy. That that, that kind of comes with the turf. But uh, the other two are still cooking. Yeah, like Cool Rock like has got his own Buff website. Buff got awesome. Um, awesome glasses. Prince Marky is uh, hosting a radio show in Florida. Yeah. So yeah, you know, at least they're not dead. <laughs> no, but I was, I was just thinking. Well, you never know. I just sometimes you think people are gone. Yeah, but I like Buffy was always my favorite. Well, yeah, he I was like, a human beatbox. I mean, he was the box. He made the cool sounds, and he had the big, he had those big ass. Uh, he just had a big ass. He had a big ass, but he had the uh, rhinestone glasses that had no. That was my favorite. So, Did they not have frames in them? I don't think they had frames. Wow, in them. he was doing that before the hipsters were. Yeah, he was the. Uh, He's original. He was the first hipster. Well, I did tweet while watching this movie that they're street villain too before it was cool. Uh, I had to, it took me a minute to figure out what street villain is, and then I then I put. It yeah, except these days people leave their tags on it, which just looks ridiculous. But that's fashion fashion critic so aside. So they were both ahead of their time in hip hop fashion and hipster fashion. Yeah. Um, Look at that. Yeah, take take that, cool mo D. Right, anyway, you know, we're stealing your shit from Buffy. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was one thing, you, you, we brought up the, the, the opening song, right? Um, yeah. That was one of the things that actually bothered me about this movie, is that there wasn't enough, like, beatbox. I wanted more beatboxing. And the beatboxing that we got was just uh, Buffy um, and the Fat Boys theme song doing what sounded like he was just cutting a fart. It, it sounded like he was just farting. It was just like, let's see. Boom. Well, let's see if we can... Uh... Hey, we'll let this play for a second. I think you'll get that. There it is. Anyway, there is a little bit in there. And I also note that they are hanging out in Brooklyn before it was cool. Yes, that's they're ahead of their time, as they should be. They are just, I think, you know what? I figured it out. All hipsters have based their life. <laughs> fat boys. Of the fat boys. That is an amazing re- revelation. The fat boys are the genesis of hipsters. Fat boys were the hipsters. <laughs> oh, what they must think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not same hipsters. If the you know if hipsters acted more like the fat boys, including the weight gain, I might I, I, that'd be something. that would be super cool. If all the skinny smoking, bearded fedora wearing, glass big Frank glass wow. wear, vegan eating, if they all all of a sudden all get like four hundred pounds, oh my god, they, they wouldn't be vegans anymore. That's for sure. Well, like, can you just like picture like Silver Lake and Williamsburg, just full like the obese capital of the nation? <laughs> but people in Wisconsin would be pissed off because their title would be taken away. <laughs> their their skinny jeans would be 
they would just be husky jeans being worn. <laughs> Dude, if that's one fashion we need to bring back, husky. Because I, I was a purveyor of the entire line of husky. Brandon I remember. Jeans. I remember when I had to get pants. I had to get husky pants once because you know. Like, yeah, sad, bad. isn't it? You know, when you go with your mom and they're like, "I want to wear these pants," and they're like, "No, honey, you have to get the boys husky." Husky pants. Good. I'm like, I'm not husky. It's for fat kids. <laughs> husky pants. Oh, those husky pants. They would just, and they would act like it was a normal size, but they put a little H where they put a little animal head in the corner. The animal <laughs> head was the worst because it always looked like the dog was fucking laughing at you. That's right. The, they put a husky head. Oh, my God. Yep. That, you know what? That, if you found pants with a husky head, they were the fat kid's pants. You know, though, but it went away. Uh, husky brand went away when they came out, when, when the other companies decided to compete and come out with, with quote-unquote loose-fitting jeans. Fat pants. Yes, exactly. That's what they're called. Fucking husky pants. Ugh. Ugh. So. What size does your son wear? He's a 12 husky. He's a 38 men's. He's only 12, <laughs> lady. Jesus. He didn't want husky. He's a he's a 12 husky. Okay, so he's a 58 regular. 58 regular. Where's that butterball? Let's get him some pants. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll make a pit stop at the tent store and we'll have him sew you something up. I oh I just remember there even as a kid you're just kind of like oh man yeah, so they, exactly it's like your mom my mom would be like oh they look just like the regular pants yeah like, until you see the husky on the tag <laughs> laughing at you oh I that, remember hus- that wasn't a husky it was a goddamn hyena a laughing hyena put a fucking pig head on there exactly then, here you go fatty get your pants on. You don't have a size. You have an animal. Instead of, instead of uh, husky jeans, they're porker jeans. <laughs> I remember getting Dockers, Navy Dockers for school. And I had to get that damn husky size. Yeah, oh. yeah it's a sad day in every boy's life. And it just, I remember thinking, oh. It's just it. You, know, you're kinda like, you don't want to be uncomfortable, but you're like, oh. Exactly. What's, what's the opposite of that? The opposite of that is you're running around with the chafiest crotch on the planet. Yeah, the pants. I mean, you can see they fit better on a, a husky. Flames will be fine out of your ass because the chafing would rub so quick it would spark that shit on fire. You'd probably split your pants and it'd lead to a whole other run of problems. You run a burst of problems. Yeah, it's a so problem. You drop, your, anyway. you drop your pencil, or you got to go pick up your slap bracelet, and you bend over and just <laughs> the great hole of. Always that little fear in me when we change your gym class that someone would see the husky head on my pants. Oh wow! But no, because it was known as like, oh, you were husky size, <laughs> and I wasn't even that fat yet. Well, I that might I think that was different for me because it was like, damn kid, you're fat. Well, it was I mean, like, like, okay, I, yeah. So here's my husky jeans. It's a super super like beanpole kid, like through ooh, through sixth grade, and then. Um, puberty was a harsh goddess, yes. and yes. I all of a sudden—it's like before you could, I could probably like eaten, you know, fifty pizzas, and I still would have weighed you know, like like a hummingbird. And then all of a sudden, that that mode shut off, <laughs> and then I had to go to the store with my mom to get school pants, and that was the day that she said, "We'll get you a husky." And no! I was like, oh. <laughs> and I accept the fact I'd gotten chunky, and I was like, "Oh." It was just a defeated. Oh, I know. That's okay. You'll grow out of it. It's like I grew into this. Sad trombone. 
Because I don't have it queued up until now. Husky. This has been kind of depressing so far. This has been of a downer. Buffy's dead. Buffy's dead. I wore husky pants. Hipsters are still walking the planet. Oh. Oh, God. Okay. Well, so this should be a happy, joyful episode. These guys have have a good time. Anyway, back to the fat boys. Yeah, let's get this to the movie. Because this movie... The fat boys definitely wore husky pants, and they, they did it well. And it was so. a relief. This movie was so lighthearted, and, lighthearted for the fat boys, and it was fun. It was fun. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it. I, I just over... I'm just sad now. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it, too. Although it lost me at the end. I kind of got it, tired of it at the end. It got a little long. It was an hour and a half. This movie could have been done. Cut a little 10 minutes off of it. It would have been better. This movie probably could have been done in 10 minutes. But, um, you know, it was it was good till about, hey, maybe, it's like an hour and a half. It was probably solid through the 45-minute <laughs> And then it starts getting a little too big for its britches, so to speak. Uh, okay, so the bad guy of the movie is watching on TV, right? And they're, they're at Palm Beach, Florida, of course. And I put Palm Beach, of course, the retirement hill hole of forever to this day. <laughs> Still is. Uh, and basically, so why the hell do we care about the fat boys doing cart races in the ghetto-ass place? Oh, and they also like to perpetuate that the fact that, that they always like reminding us that they're fat and they had no shame. They're like, they sneak into the fridge and they start eating cakes in the middle of the night at this Brooklyn facility. <laughs> And, the, and they make a point to have the, the come out and yell at him and tell him that they've eaten 16 cakes a day for five days straight. <laughs> because they're fat. Because they're fat, just in case you forgot. Uh, I, there's, you know, one of the questions that kept coming up to me in this movie was, is this kind of, like, exploitive of the fat boys? Uh, completely. Because, like, every other scene, it's like, oh, look, they're fat, or he fell on something, or they broke something, or every chair breaks they sit on. It's like, hey, did you guys forget they're fat? Yeah, it was like the whole... That's why it got tiring, really, is because... I mean, it was Which, just fat joke after fat joke after fat joke. There was a couple... Like, there was a couple jokes that were pretty good. Um, uh, well, 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 some of them there just blew my mind. There's a joke that it, it was really pretty funny, and they should let that guy write the whole movie. But let's go. So anyway, they're at the Brooklyn nursing home being jackasses, running the old people around. They seem like they're kind of being nice to them, and then they eat all the cakes because yeah, they're fat. Because they're fat, and their manager's some kind of like slumlord. Um, they make a point. Yeah, like they show their dirt. They make it like a shithole. They work in a shithole nursing home yeah. that makes the cover of USA Today. Oddly enough, yeah, because that's how like the guy in Palm Beach finds out uh, that they're there. And boy, talk about a convoluted like plot to set this all up. Like basically, we have the bad guy looks like Chris Benoit or Benoit, <laughs> and and. Uh, and basically, this really old, rich, white guy. Well, not white guy. I don't... Really old, old rich guy. Um, he is a white guy. Yeah, he is. I just... The whole rich, white guy thing is kind of played out, this, played out for me right now. Well, in this movie, he, yeah. He's very much the rich, white guy. It's Ralph Bell. I mean, you've seen him in Trading Places. He's one of the... Um, what were the brothers' uh, names? Statler and... <laughs> Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf? <laughs> was it... 
Those are two of my favorite. Those are two of my favorite Muppets. But um, oh, they're the exact same fuckers in Training Places. That that, that they are Statler and Waldorf. The uh, I can't remember what their brothers' names were. Anyway, they're two rich guys in Training Places. Don Amici and Ralph Bell. Yes, Ralph Bell Statler and Waldorf. Just imagine the old guys in Training Places booing someone. You said you'd see him down on stage. <laughs> boo! Boo! <laughs> These seats are ridiculous. Well, I can't do any of the one lines. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I love them. I love those. Are my favorite. On two of my favorite Muppets ever. <laughs> Which isn't that big of scope, but it's they're two of my favorite Muppets. Nice. Well, um, but anyway, so uh, Ralph Bellamy is the old rich guy. Yes, and uh, he's he's. He's kind of about to kick the bucket or something, but he's not. He doesn't look well in the beginning. But it's his nephew, uh, Chris Benoit, who is in trouble because he's a sleaze bag, and he gambles too much and he loses, and he strikes a deal with the bookie who's like bringing guns ready to collect, and he's like, "Listen, my uncle, super rich. You guys can have all this. He's gonna fucking croak. He's gonna die. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the inheritance." And I'll pay back. And he's like, the guy's like, time's running out. And uh, they kind of muscle him, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, give us our money. And he's like, okay. So what am I going to take? <laughs> they take pity on and give him three weeks. Yeah, so basically he's like, how the hell am I going to do this? All right, he, needs to, he needs to die soon. And he's got like top notch because he can afford it, health care. And um, so he sees the fat boys being f- the fat boys in Brooklyn. He's like, aha. So it was like instant. Mm, it's one of those uh, USA Today coincidence stories where the newspaper always has the prescient headline. Yeah. Uh, so he finds Plot them. the Vice he magazine. <laughs> he finds the... Uh, MacGuffin the, Incorporated. He's like, oh, here's the worst nursing home in America. Good thing they did the cover story on it. <laughs> and, How timely. What? This is coincidence. I was looking to kill my uncle. What a coinkydink. <laughs> So, so he instantly flies him out, and I wrote uh, the fat dad. Uh, what did I write? Uh, fat dad is a Yankees fan. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the 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 weird. This is kind of one of the weird jokes I actually thought was kind of funny, but they're all their families are like they've never flown before, and they're all like on the plane with them. Yeah. And they're all like, be good, be good, and like giving them all this last minute stuff. And they're like, you need to take get off the plane, folks. And they're like, my baby's never flown before. And I thought that was a pretty good bit. But that was pretty good. The sassy, the sassy mom. There's always got to be the sassy mom. The one mom grabs, you know, the Chris Benoit guy and says, you know, you hurt my boy, I'll jack you up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and that was actually the mom from Family Matters. Oh, she sounded like it. Yeah, she's the mom from Family Matters, and she was who originally started Perfect Strangers in the newspaper with Cousin Larry. Oh, man. Oh, man. So what else happened on the plane? Came out of my mouth, replaced, like, you know, U.S. history or something. (laughs) Unfortunately. That's what's still... Well, right now, that's more relevant than U.S. history. (laughs) Perfect Strangers trivia has taken the place of... You, know. you should really do Geeks Who Drink. Oh, I should do that. Have you ever done that? I have not done that, but I would be perfectly suited for it. I was brought in as a ringer, and we won. I would bring you in as a ringer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I've had, I've had, I have sacrificed a lot of actual, probably useful knowledge for TV trivia. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good at all things trivial. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an important fact? Then I don't know it. No, it was a uh, actually, yeah, yeah. We won, and I've retired. So you'd have, to get, you'd have to get me out of retirement. Was that an episode of Who's the Boss? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Okay. Exactly. Oh man. So, um, so uh, they uh, they fly down there, and they're like, "Man, Palm Beach is so uptight." They like really play it off, and and then of course, Prince Marky's like, "Hey, sweet thing." Which apparently gets you put in jail. He gets thrown in jail instantly. So I don't know if that's a joke or a social commentary on Palm Beach. <laughs> he says, hey, sweet thing, to some girls in bikinis. And then, like, the door, jail door is instantly. shutting Instantly. You know, it almost kind of feels like that today. You know, you say something that might be a little out of line, you are thrown in jail. Yeah. I mean, considering this movie's, uh, you know, message on health care and censorship. Yeah, I know. It's a it's pretty relevant for today. It is. Um, anyway, so uh, he mounts off and goes to jail. Then the guy brought, he probably don't got how much it cost him to get out of jail for a hooting. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know Plum Beach had a hooting law. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's all I call it. He was kind of hooting at some women. And uh, a, he, but officer, I didn't even know hollering was a thing. No, yeah. no, son, you were hooting, not hollering. Hollering's not illegal. Hooting is. That was a hoot. You were clearly hooting. So anyway, the the, uh, the villain bails him out. And he puts a bunch of money in the police athletic fund and uh, gives like the police captain a bottle of whiskey or something. Uh, anyway, he gets him out and they go back to the house. As true as today as any other decade. That too. You got to have yeah. money to pay it off. Pay off the authorities. Man, I'm being bitter. I'll stop. Um. So um, a parallel between that time and this time yeah if you were if you want to take the movie that direction yeah well um so the fat guy old guy yeah so they get back out um i I wrote the first boing of the movie oh i there are so many uh it should be noted uh if you listen to this podcast i get a little sound happy i hit a lot of sounds and sad trombones you've heard it already um this movie takes it to a whole another level. Yeah. There's slaps and zoinks and doinks and whoops and mink little tweets when they get hit in the head. Tex Andrew um, would be proud. Yeah, it's great. It's great if it's a cartoon, live action movie. Well, and or in the Doctor Who premiere, um, for season eight. They had some boings in that one too. That was a little odd. It threw me for a loop. But, uh, yeah, any Doctor Who fans out there, the new Doctor's first episode, they actually had, like, a doink. Doink! And it's like, whoa, out of nowhere. Yeah. What's that doing in there? Yeah, so, um... So we digress. We, we've, we've digressed a lot. <laughs> yeah. We, we have some tangents from time to time. So, anyway, they get to the house, they meet the staff, the weird butler guy, slash chauffeur, um... So this guy's got the full compliment. He's got, you know, Gardner and, you know, the stereotypical rich guy accoutrements. Pretty much. Uh, including um, including that ginormous pill dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for some reason, is musical. Yeah, I don't get that. 
that I mean, the giant fancy pill dispenser makes sense, but then they're like the butler brings him in and he's like, "Now don't touch anything, boys." Walks into the house and they keep touching stuff, and then they do this whole scene where they like knock this precious vase into the air and they magically, you know, catch it the last second. They're like, yeah, don't touch anything. And he, you know, like, oh, you boys. Yeah, come on, stuffy butler man. Yes, um, come this way, boys. And so he takes him in and he's like, okay, now finally the most important thing is the overly complicated pill dispenser. Uh, here's a giant chart with all the pills, color-coded, and here's the machine. And he's like, now when it sounds... You, it's like they have a chart for the times and the pills, but yet they have to wait for the machine to sound. The machine goes, plays a musical tune, and then they hit one button to like acknowledge the music, another button to acknowledge something else, and then whatever you do, you don't hit the third button, even though it looks just like the other two buttons, and then it's ready for the next round. And all the pills are loaded up in the top. It kind of looks like the head from the robot from Lost in Space, a little bit. Oh, I was waiting for some sort of uh, Lucille Ball, I Love Lucy gag to come up for, the, for that, but I don't remember anything, any payoff for that. They kind of did. They played poker with all the pills at one point, and they think they're getting in trouble when the butler comes, so they pack it all up and put it in a trash bag, and there's another trash bag that's really trash, and it gets put in the trash compactor and crushed up, but that's later. Anyway, so all the pills get crushed up, and then there's some things that go on with that, but... Um, so they do, they go through the house. Um, let me see if there's any, uh, any scene that would be house soon. Let's see. Oh, here, just a little bit. Here's a little bit from the house tour. If I can get that to queue up here. There we go. Note the swanky. Human beatbox with classical music is a thing. Yeah. Damn, man, this guy don't throw away anything. Tight squeeze. We're fat. Just say no. What does this thing do? We only have one rule in this house. Don't touch anything. You got it, brother. Excuse me. He's like super. They're from New York too. That's why I have to explain what a super is. And now you have uh, Prince Marquis is going to kind of ogle the maid. Yeah, they started like a love story between Prince Marquis and some maid. Wait, you got here comes some zany sounds. Here it comes. Huh? Don't touch anything. Anything. This way. Here we go. Boy, please <laughs> let us do our best behavior. Especially Bucky. Please let him keep his dick in his past. Oh! There you go. Wow. Wow. Um, that was one of the, in there, coincidentally, one of the jokes I really liked is my favorite fat guy, fat boy, uh, Buffy, saying, please let us be on our best behavior, because he really wants the gig. 
Yeah. Uh, the most genuine one in the bunch. And he's like, and then especially Marky's like, please let him keep his dick in his pants. Which is like, for the, for the tone of this movie, that's a pretty rough joke. So, <laughs> I loved it. I was like, oh shit, they just made a joke about Marky banging people. All right. <laughs> he's like, please let him keep his dick in his pants. Because uh, the rest of this movie is seriously could almost be like a G movie, except for the, except for when Buffy says, "Please keep your dick in your pants." <laughs> well, yeah, it is pretty. It it it. That's why it was like this is P, this is classic PG thirteen. We'll we'll get to the boob scene. Yeah, we're getting there. But the uh, so it cut to a pool party. So I know someone's going to the drink. Uh, I mean, it's like, lot. you can't have a pool party in a movie without someone falling in. Especially this movie. Yeah, no kidding. Be a, the second you see a pool in this movie, you know what's happening. I put, be a pal, please, and I have no idea what that means. Be a pal. I have no idea. Oh, there's probably a reference in that scene. Um, so they have the pool party. They're hanging out. Um, the uh let's just see what's cooking oh they all fall in pretty much that's about what happens and the old guy falls in and he's unhappy about it yeah um trying to think say he's wants to go inside the guys are like oh that old guy doesn't like us uh he's in his little lounge chair and they're like they have this major contraption to move him from the lounge chair to his wheelchair and so they're like all right we'll come take care of you sir and they hook up his whole chair and they hoist the whole thing in the air shenanigans and uh rich old days are going oh my and they're falling in all the fat guys fall flat guys fat boys fall in yeah they all fall in the pool the old guy falls in the pool um he wants new orderlies but this scheming evil nephew wants to keep him because he's hopefully they'll kill him yeah and uh let's see oh that's where the one guy loses heart and wants to quit and go back to brooklyn yeah, the um, which one is that? The which it was it a uh, cool buff cool cool it's cool cool cool's had enough of this shit and he's like yeah no let's go I want to go back to East East New York is where he says I want to go back to East New York and they're like no we gotta do this so he's like just take me to the bus station so they take him to the bus station and to their credit as orderlies they take their charge with them because he can't be left by himself. And again, I will note that Buffy is the most, is the moral leader of the group. It's like, why do we have to bring this guy? And he's like, we can't leave him alone. Yeah. So Buffy's got some, you know, he's definitely got some work ethic and some, you know, personal ethics is to not let the poor old guy die. So, yeah. Or I should say rich old guy. Um, so they're hauling him out to the bus station. And meanwhile, Freaking Prince Marquis has to, you know, hoot at some, hoot at some ladies, and they just pull up in the car. Wait, did he like, hoot or holler? Well, he didn't get arrested this time, so he must have hollered. Yeah. So he hollers at these ladies. Hollas, maybe would be the correct. That's what it has become in the more modern age. Um, he hollers at some ladies, and they're like, "Where'd you get the car?" And da, da, da. So apparently, the car is enough to get, you know, get that ball rolling. And uh, despite the car being very full. Not a knock on the gentleman's weight, but the car's full. And they get three women in there as well, and they're not the least put put off by the unconscious old white man in the back. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, he likes to do a lot of drugs. And they're like, oh, okay. So they get in the car, and then, 
you know, they do what any but, you know, young people in the late 80s did. They hit the roller rink slash nightclub. So um, that's where they head out, and the old guy finally wakes up. And boy, does he ever. I wrote down, boing, old man boner. Oh, there's some wonderful sound effects in there, too. Um, let's pull up the freewheeling scene, shall we? Yeah, and let's... while you're doing that, I have to ask, Yes. Who sings a concert at a rolling rink? Yeah, that lady was really uh, bringing it to town there. Um, let's just hear a little bit of it. And what she's saying is, work me down, down. And that's pretty much all the lyrics to the song. And she's wearing like a dress that's missing one side. So anyway, they're at the roller rink. It looks like a pretty swank roller rink. Also note, her lip syncing is absolutely horrid. So they bring him in the roller rink. He's waking up. He's like, I want to go home. You're going to hear a little fast forward noise. The uh, ladies that bring him haul the old guy out on the floor. Um, he particularly is into the uh, Asian woman. <laughs> he protests for a bit. Boy. The boys are worried. I'm waiting for the look. He starts gawking at the women after a minute here. Here we go. You hear him. He'll change his tune here in a minute. Wait a minute. And they switch here. And here's where it comes in. <laughs> that's, that's about all you need to know. <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta listen for the oh. Ready? oh. <laughs> you get a little boing and a little oh. Hunger, 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 hunger. He might as well be a Tex Avery cartoon. Pretty much. God, I love Tex Avery. But um, he's basically the old man. Then becomes the wolf from a Tex Avery cartoon. Um, so they, they partied up the roller rink. They sneak back in. Um, let's see here. They get attacked by the guard dogs. Um, while they have the old man in the town, Nefarious Nephew has decided to come through the secret house that is loaded with secret passages into the uncle's room to give him a shot of something that would kill him, apparently. Yeah. And it's a dummy that they put in the bed so they don't get in trouble. And he... Um, Pitches it out the window at some point and it hits one of his dogs. And you hear, and the dog is dead and they stop, they uh, taxidermy the damn thing. <laughs> and everybody has to wear black bands with the dog bone on them. Um, so that foils his one plan because he was going to just juice his uncle in the night and then blame it on the disorderly, disorder, <laughs> on the disorderlies. And uh, I was trying to remember what happened. It's where it starts to fall apart after this. Um, yeah, because that basically that was probably like the what they thought up was for the pitch, right? And then, boom! And they're like, now we got to write something. All right, and it's like, okay, listen, it's the Fat Boys. Uh, put them in the the whitest place in America, and then have them take one of the oldest whitest people out for a good time. Okay, sold. Here's your check. Now, now it's like, oh crap! We actually have to finish this movie up. 
So what can we have to do? They'll get him back safely. He'll have a good time. But then they'll botch up his pills, his magic pills. So they get the pills out to play over with. The butler comes into Buttle. And uh, they, like, wrap him up in a tablecloth. And they're, like, going to sneak him out and go get some pizza. And uh, so they sneak him out the door. The butler thinks everything's fine. The guy has a bag of trash and a bag of pills. He leaves them both on the table. He hits on the maid. The maid throws them in the trash. Um, he doesn't know it. He takes the pizza and coke upstairs. The pizza is delivered by Ray Parker Jr., who recorded Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> That's a cameo. He's probably delivering pizzas right now, too, actually. <laughs> Again, a depression movie. So uh, Ghostbusters guy delivers the Domino's pizza and Coca-Cola with the blatant product placement. <laughs> And uh, the guy, you know, uh, Marky takes him upstairs, leaving the trash on the table. The maid he hits on tells him he needs to lose weight, quit eating that. She kind of gives a rap. She's like, you need to quit eating that, doing that. And I put, man, maid lady just put the skinny gauntlet down. Yeah, she's like, eat these sprouts and not that. Lose that blubber and all that fat. She rhymed. Um, and so he's like, oh, okay, I will. And so he goes upstairs with like 20 pizzas of Cokes and a bag a box of sprouts and he eats the box of sprouts and they're like what's going on and then he says one of my favorite lines of the movie it's good for you helps you get sex helps <laughs> you get sex i wonder if i have a shortcut for that on here uh so, no for no fill prescription uh oh yeah here we go <laughs> hey i've got i've actually got this baby queued up <laughs> right before the pill shenanigans in the film. Um, hang on here. Wow, that's kind of... That's kind of a weird remix. Okay, here we go. What's that, man? It's good for you. How to get sex. Yeah, <laughs> Sight. The with pizza. <laughs> Apparently, eating the whole pizza helps you get sex too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, point out there. And uh, anyway, so um, that's a good line. They lose the pills. He's trying to get sex. Uh, he goes back and, oh, no, the pills are all crushed in the crash compactor. Oops. Uh, doink. And they're probably surprised they didn't put that noise in there if they didn't. But we come uh, to find out that the old guy is actually better without him. Yeah, they're like, well, he's kind of doesn't want to get in trouble. And he was pretty damn quick depending on the maid that he was hitting on. Yeah, it was. So it's like, no, it wasn't my fault. She threw him out. And it's like, it doesn't matter. We got to get him his pills. They try to call him the pharmacy. They're not going to get him. And he's like, you remember your uncle? And he had that pill, and he took it. This is actually kind of a little nice little commentary bit, although I'm sure it wasn't meant for this. He's like, he took the one pill for his for his heart, and it gave him indigestion. So he took a pill for indigestion that made him fart. So he took a pill, to, you know, for his gas. You know, yeah. and it was, it was he was much better once he got off all that medicine. They're like, we can't do that. The guy's gonna die. And so he comes out, the old guy rolls out. He's like, hey, where are my pills? And they're like, um, doctor said you don't need them for tonight. <laughs> New prescription, no pills for tonight. He's like, okay, I guess the doctor knows what he's talking about. Um, most gullible old rich guy on the face of the earth. 
and uh, he rolls back into his room and he gets some pretty good sleep because, again, Buffy's the, you know, the worker of the bunch and he's in there and he's like got his, he's monitoring his vitals, albeit completely technically inaccurately. But <laughs> well, let's not, let's not mince detail. Let's not mince meat here. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, you know, good effort, but uh, poor execution on his part, but he's listening to his breathing. Uh, he uses the t- tried and true medical method of holding a mirror under the old guy's nose. <laughs> uh, and then he's using the stethoscope and like they put a blood pressure cup on him and they're like they like pump it a couple times which I'm pretty sure the sound is beatboxed because it's like and I'm pretty sure that Buffy's making the sound across the patient and he's like oh man no pressure and it's like uh, do you guys know what you're doing and uh, so not that obviously we've learned they don't but uh they he's very concerned they're watching him and he keeps sleeping he sleeps till noon um nefarious nephew is thrilled that the old man's finally gonna fucking kick the bucket and uh he comes in he starts grabbing like the mortuary pamphlet he's like oh it's time and uh in the meantime the old guy wakes up starts doing his little stretches it's like i feel good and the his medical assistants believe he's having some kind of spasm. <laughs> and so proceed to physically attack him. Uh, and they try to give, they start doing CPR on him, and the Buffy goes in to give him mouth to mouth. And the guy feeling so much better from being off the medicine that he then like knocks Buffy on his ass. And he's like, see how you like it. And he starts doing CPR on him. <laughs> Cold cocked him. He cold cocked him. And then they showed the cuts of the doctor saying, well, he's doing pretty good considering all the damage he took. And then they pan out and it's Buffy laying in the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty this good. Is, so anyway, that was, it wasn't a bad thing. Um, I can almost tell like where the good writer, there's like a room full of writers on this and there was like one decent writer in there and he got a few bits in and, uh, so I think he got the dick joke in. I think he got the little switcheroo with the doctor bit. That was pretty good. Um, and the sex line was pretty funny. So next next thing you know, the fact boys are up on riding horses with the white guy because he's like, I'm going to show you a good time. He's like, hey, you know, you guys got me off my meds, albeit, uh, you know, in an unorthodox fashion, but now you're going to be my best buddies and we're going to go horseback riding and yachting and a bunch of other stereotypical white rich stuff. Yes. <laughs> Um, and but then you get a scene of fat guys falling off horses, and I uh, I have boobs go boing boing boing. I don't even remember that. Uh, the uh, the maid, had, I think Carla is her name. She has uh, uh, what's his name, Marquis Prince Marquis. Yeah, yeah, Prince Marquis. Uh, he's working out and using like eighties rowing equipment uh-huh. and things of nature cutting edge stuff and in the meantime she's, he's on a treadmill running he's like oh I can't do it and she's got him working out and he he looks down she's like doing jumping jacks or something in front of him and her boobs are bouncing and they're going boink 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see because then you know what that would let's see bunglers breakthrough active lifestyle here we go let's see if this will let me just let me just turn the sound down so we don't have to listen to all that um it's another good demonstration of 
the sound effects they like to go to in this movie for whatever reason. Um, and also, let's see here. You're fat, you're not. Um, meanwhile, he's like, aren't these guys great, evil nephew? We're going to have a good time. We're going to play polo. And uh, leading up to the workout scene, I believe, is... Uh, it might be before this. Let me just see. Well, I, see. I know, I know. Uh, it was after. <laughs> well, you're queuing that up. That's when they decided to do the the rap video for the uh, for the movie. Oh yeah. Now here we go. Here's the the workout montage. Just listen for the point, 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 point. We weren't kidding when we said it went boing, 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 boing. This movie was solely written for you, Tim. I, I mean, you know, if I was a little bit older and I worked in Hollywood in around 87, I, w- I would have got, gotten at least one paycheck for a movie, and this would have been it. And then I never would have worked in the industry again. They would have called you the boing guy. You're that guy who put all the sound effects in disorderly, aren't you? Yeah, you're never working again. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so... so it, so I did my alternate lifestyle career. So. Alternative lifestyle. As the boing, boing, boing guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So they do the rap video next, right? They, of course, they find a video equipment and recording equipment. So why not make a movie? Yeah, guys, come on, let's make a video. They didn't say video, they said movie, right? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they make a rap video, and it's um, Baby or Rich Man cover. And it's it's actually pretty damn long. It's like a five or six minute scene. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it, it, that's again, they could have cut ten minutes from this movie, but it's exceedingly. I mean, for the style of music that they do, this was like a long little diversion of mm-hmm. this movie. And they make a point of showing you the camera and the recording equipment. I said the rap video was the best thing. Um, it's cool because it lets them be, but they are lip syncing to their own rap, mm-hmm. and you can. T- um, yeah, you know, it's all right if you it gets the fat boy's time in, which is fine. Um, but boy, it goes on for a long time. Yeah, that's all. I, I thought it went on for too long. But fortunately, uh, in case there was a lull and people were starting to, they were starting to get lost. It's a perfect si- time to have the boob scene. Um, so meanwhile, they take their their music video, and Marky grabs the maid, and they're like hanging out watching it. Yeah, and the other two guys, you know, head outside and over to the neighbor's house, and well, I don't uh, know if they yeah. go over to the neighbor's house. They just end up walking outside. They're outside, but anyway, they find some bushes. <laughs> yes, <and> they do. <laughs> they do find some bushes. Uh, there's, man, there's something. There's a joke in there. Uh, <laughs> deep within the bushes. <laughs> deep within the bushes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're 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 peeping. Literally. Uh, well, first are, I wrote, okay, fat ass is climbing up a hook rope. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they they shimmy up a rope to like a, a pretty. It's a pretty good wall for them I, to have shimmy. I up. can't even climb up a rope. Like I I could, like I couldn't do. I could never do the gym class rope climb. I could never do that. 
Uh, but, but like, if I, but like, if I had leverage where I'm like walking up a wall, then I could probably, then I could climb up ropes. So I don't believe it one second. These guys just twirl up a hook and climb this this stone wall by themselves. There's no way I believe that. They did use a grappling hook, uh, which of course they had. Yeah. Uh, because you know, guys from Brooklyn had those. Um, so they they shimmy up this wall. Um, and they find uh, two 80s gals uh, stripping down to have a little skinny dip. Because that's what, that's what rich people do, is that they, they, they swim naked in the middle of the night. Their young, good-looking daughters swim naked in the middle of the night in the pool. Um, so they're like, they cut to them, they're like kind of taking their clothes, it looks like they're getting their swimming gear, and then they cut back and they're like fully naked. Yep. And, and they're just like, oh man, this is great, as they should be. Um, but uh, in the meantime, so they're watching that. Um, the one girl goes up the slide. They also comment on how the girls are too skinny for them. Yeah, but they're still um, watching. They're still watching, and then the grand girl goes up the slide and goes down the slide. That's the one thing I remember. This the only thing I remember from this movie as a kid. Is that there was boobs in and it? And the girl going down the slide. Okay, there you go. Um, depending on what era of HBO you watch this on. Um, <laughs> it was before the days of uh, Cinemax. Skinemax, as I like to call it. Well, HBO didn't have as many naked movies as Cinemax. Um, you, if you, you, know, you put your time in them and watched a lot of PG-13 R-rated movies, you might see some boobs. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they see that, and they think, well, the slide thing puts them over the top, and they kind of fall backwards off the wall. They're like, oh my gosh, and they fall off the wall. And the cops... And the cops get called because the girls see the guys peeping. And just like the, the Hooten issue, they're like on them like a murder, like a murderous. Uh, yeah, do not go Hooten in Palm Beach. Yeah, apparently peeping, the cops can just enter people's houses and chase them. Yeah. Because the cops chase them into the house. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, because the fat boys have kept uh, their uncle in very good health, and now he's walking around being a young man again. Uh, it's 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 almost like Cocoon. Yeah, he's a young man again. And so, minus Steve Gutenberg. Minus Steve Gutenberg, which is a plus. And so they do that. They take him out. Uh, he, they're out doing their stuff. The guy's trying to impress the maid. Meanwhile, the nephew's had enough, and so he talks to the drug dealer. Not drug dealer. Well, I know what he is. The bookie. He talks to the bookie, and he's like, listen, I can pay you tomorrow, but i got to kill my uncle tonight. I need to know. So Wish I could use that excuse. Well, it's just like, it kind of comes to mind. It's like, why didn't you just ask him for the two assassins to begin with? You could have pinned it on the good, the good order, at least. Anyway, um, so he says, like, send me a couple of hitmen. Kill the uncle. I'll make him look like the order, at least did it. His little assistant butler, personal butler guy, who is a character actor you've seen a lot of stuff now. Um, he plants stolen goods in the Fat Boys stuff and a gun in one of the in in Marky's case or somebody's case. It doesn't matter. Pat plants a gun. The assassins come in. The old guys in there listening to the Fat Boys on a Walkman and uh, jamming out. And uh, so they're going to shoot at him, but then how something gets in there. Something distracts them. The police enter the house because they're chasing the peeping Tom guys and the peeping Tom Fat Boys, the peeping Fat Boys. And the peeping, um, boys. the peeping boys, and so they get distracted and run out, but they fired a shot. 
Meanwhile, they haul the fat boys into the police car. Uh, Marky's still safe. And this is what blows my mind. Uh, so here's the big old twist. So they're like, oh. Literally. Um, they must have tried to kill him. They killed the old guy, and they shot at him. And they're like, and, I, and the little, the little uh, assistant guy to the bad nephew um, is like, I've, I've seen some things disappear from the house. And so they pull out their suitcases, and there's stolen things in there and a gun. And so they're like, okay, take them away, boys. Meanwhile, they walk upstairs with the old guy and Marky and the maid. And he's like, ah. the maid's like, I don't think they would have done that. And he's like, I don't know. There's so much evidence. And then just in time, they walk past the room and the videotape that they taped themselves performing their video had been left on. The power had gone out. It had come back on and started recording when the evil nephew came in to make a phone call to the bookie it's, to kill his uncle. Technology saved the fat boys. And so they, as they walk past the room, they hear the nephew's voice. And he's like, I didn't hear him come in. And they go in and catch the tape at exactly the right moment. And uh, Marky gets the tape. He's like, I'm going to take this to the police and get the car. Come on, guys. And Marky, being a dumbass, trips on a chair and throws it to a fire. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> Boing. And in the meantime, the uncle, the uh, nephew, shows up with his goons and just, like, puts white gags on everybody and uh, hauls them all into the pool house where he's going to blow up the pool house and steal the money from the safe. Yeah, meanwhile, the two guys that are arrested, <laughs> this is the thing that blows my mind, uh, with the simple twist of a hanger, it could save the day. Oh, my goodness. Um, basically, so they go to the police station. The cop's like, you need to confess to what you did. And they're like, we didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. The cop's like, all right, we're going to give you a Florida lie detector. This is a weird Florida lie detector. And they're like, what's a Florida lie detector? And it's like, it's a 300-pound white guy with a bat. And it's like, wow, that's kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> and so, meanwhile, they put him in a cop car, and here comes a 300-pound white guy with a bat, a piece of rope, an axe. <laughs> and something else, like a, a vice or something. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so... The fat guy's like, what's he got all that shit for? And um, I don't know if they're going to do lie detector or if they're just going to chop him up and put him in a cornfield. But uh, <laughs> So they're out and they're like, yeah, we're going to, you know, this is like, uh, guys, we didn't do it. You know, maybe you shouldn't kill us. And the chief has just like got no scruples whatsoever. Um, but he has his dry cleaning in the back of the cop car, which is nice. That was really out of place. Uh, so, and very timely. Yeah, well, they're in the squad car, and it's a regular squad car, but, you know, the chief just picked up his dry cleaning, so it's in the back. And, they, you know, they're doing something, and it falls on, on uh, I think it falls on Buffy. Of course, because Buffy's the, and, uh, the brains of the operation. He's the brains and the moral compass of everything, and he's like, hey, wait a minute. And so uh, they're stopping at a light, and uh, or slowing down for traffic or something, and... Buffy takes the little coat hanger and sends it up underneath the barrier under the in the back seat, and he just dead on hits the gas pedal. Yeah, with edge of a hanger, uh, while the guy's in the brake, and he just slams it into the car in front of them. Whose license plate says "I sue." The guy gets out and pulls a neck brace out from his back seat, and puts it <laughs> on. Oh my neck, my neck, and. Uh, they're like, oh, Jesus. And so they're getting out to square that stuff up. So you're like, oh, okay, maybe they'll find some way to sneak out of the car and go help, right? Well, even then, and they get the, you see the coat hanger go up to the front seat, and you see it 
um, unlock the door. Yeah, like, oh, they're going to get out and run away, right? But they lock the door. What? What? Why are they locking the door? Because they're going to drive the car with three, two coat hangers on the steering wheel and one on the gas pedal and brake. And that's what they that's do. What, and that's what they do. And they slam that baby in reverse and uh, get free. I've never drive. seen that. That is crazy. <laughs> so in addition to being beatboxers and rappers, they also are kind of MacGyvers. <laughs> I was going to say, these guys could be in, the, in, in, in a new uh, hybrid movie called The Fat and the Furious. Fat and the Furious. They're the, they're the MacGyver of fat people. Vin Diesel with his mouth open and uh, Buffy driving from the back seat using hangers. It would only be better if Vin Diesel gained 400 pounds and had to play the role. <laughs> I would see that. Movie. I'm Groot. Give me food. Give me food. Um, and so that, you know. Then they get back to the house and they kind of try to save their friends. And there's a lot of like them falling on people. It's like, hey, they're fat, remember? Yeah, I know. And yeah. Oh. It's like, boink. And the, the goons are like, oh my God, he's so fat. And, you know, they're laying on. <laughs> uh, a lot of that business goes on. And then, you know, run around, chairs breaks. I'm sure they sat in a chair and it broke. One guy hides in a cabinet, but he can't shut the doors because he's fat, in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and meanwhile, their elaborate plan, the evil nephew's plan is, okay, we're going to blow up the safe and get the money, and then we're going to blow up my uncle and the maid and uh, whatever his name is. Marky. The, Marky, skinny fat boy. Pretty much. He and was the skinniest. He's the skinniest fat boy. So Marky's in there. They're going to blow him all up. Marky's knocked out for some reason. Um, I don't remember who knocked him out. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's knocked out on the floor. The other two have gags on. They have apparently the evil nephew shops at Acme. That's Tex Avery, man. That's it. it really is kind of like a Tex Avery cartoon. And so he goes. This is, they have the box that says dynamite. One says TNT. In case you weren't sure, <laughs> um, it might as well just know. say explodey on it. And, you know, it should, if it said Acme on it, it would have been even better. They have a giant fuse. They have, there's apparently lots of secret tunnels and passageways in this house. Well, any good white guy mansion has uh, escape routes. So they um, do this. They got it all set up, and oh, oh, somewhere we forgot about the part where the fat guy, the fat boys, grab uh, some police uniforms and commandeer a car. Yeah, I was wondering about that. It's like, how do they find uniforms that fit them? Is what I wondered though. They found police uniforms that fit them, sort of, and uh, they commandeer a vehicle from a gentleman, and that gentleman is Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick. <laughs> um, he really is. And he's wearing a Cheap Trick t-shirt. Just in case, so, he, if you didn't know that. Just in case you didn't place it. You're like, that guy looks familiar. Hmm, he's got a Cheap Trick t-shirt on. I wonder if he's in. Oh, he is. <laughs> so they steal Cheap Trick's car, and... Well, they commandeer it because they're it's for a better cause. So I shouldn't criminalize their behavior. Uh, so they go to bust their friends out. Fat guys fall on people. Oh, they're fat. Blah blah blah. Um, back to where we were. Um, they think they're going to blow up. The fuse has been lit. The money has been stolen. <sighs> they think they're they're running to make the the boathouse. They see the fuse burning. Just in case you forgot. Yes, they're fat. They're fat. They jump in the pool. No, I thought he trips. One guy trips and the other guy jumps into the pool. Cannonball! I, cannonball! And 
And despite the splash being subpar, magically like a tidal wave goes up over the deck of the second floor and puts out the fuse for a second. They run upstairs, get them free. They're like, oh, the fuse relit. Let's hurry. And so they run down the stairs and everybody gets away. And then it blows up. And- Big blow up, which probably cost a lot of money for that movie. Um, big explosion. Meanwhile, most of the action was in the mansion, right? That's true. So, so they I mean, up. they they probably put all their budget into the explosion. So they blew up something, big fire thing, and then meanwhile, the bookies loaded all the money in the truck, uh, and evil nephew wants to take a gunshot wound in the hip, in the buttock, so that he looks like he tried to save his uncle. And he's going to have his little friend do it with the gun, little bitty gun. The bookie just wants to shoot him with this giant hand cannon, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, then, But he's like, no, let me do it. You, you'll screw it up. And he's like, all right, at least do the little gun. And so he shoots him in the ass with the little gun. The guy's like, oh, God, it hurts so much. But they're all kind of happy because he saw it blow up. And meanwhile, all the good people are over in the like, lawn laughing at them. Like, oh, 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 look at him. He shot him in the ass. Oh, 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 oh. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's like, oh, no, damn it. And they're like, that's the end. Except you get a postscript for all your favorite characters. Oh, yeah, so I forgot about all this. Let's, let's, let's have a little bit of in the end here. Here we go. Let's see. Yeah, let's play it in this. Ah! <laughs> yeah, let's get past some laughing. How's your mind going? How's your mind going? Real fast. Yeah. One last night for genius. I was ready to go out. I got shot in the process. I'll be a hero. <laughs> Let me just shoot me. Oh, no. No, no, no. I, no, I, no, I want him to play. do it. Yeah, you want it done right, don't you? Around. Okay, 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 but not with that. Just the, the, the little gun. Yes, yes, please, please. I'm not entirely sure if that one, if his little butler guy is gay or not, but just the flesh one. Just, just graze me. Don't worry. The bookie's also a character actor. You've seen him. You won't feel a thing. What the fuck? Ha ha ha, he fell in the bushes. He shot in the ass. They're all laughing. Here we go. Here's the Louis Montana served seven years and was released. My rotten nephew also served seven years and was released. That means he lived. That means uh, he lived for seven years at least more after this. Serving an additional twenty, Cool became a lifeguard. He is currently training to swim the English Channel. <laughs> but we went to medical school. He's now practicing heart surgery at a hospital in Beverly Hills. Marky never returned to school, but he has become a sex therapist in private practice. I married Nico. We now have four children and one on the way. What? Though the boys have gone on to greater things, we still get together. 
Every year we plan to go on a safari. Wait for it. Hey, the Beast Boy, Bart, check it out. <laughs> Somehow we just never make it. Okay, Buffy, hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so the Beach Boys were in there, and again, they were in a Domino's pizza place with Coca Cola. Just so you know who sponsored the movie. Uh, a lot of product placement. But uh, so the Beach Boys made a cameo. The guy from Cheap Trick made a cameo. Ray Parker Jr. made a cameo. They technically give that lady in the roller rink who's singing a cameo. I uh, don't know what happened to her. So, anyways, uh, that's what happens. The bad guys are foiled. The fat boys go on to illustrious careers, and one of, except for one who's apparently um, some kind of sexual assault expert. But sexual assault expert. Well, he's an unlicensed sex therapist. So. Um, wow. He never went to school, but he opened a private practice in sex therapy. So. Uh, I don't know what that makes him. I think that might make him a rapist. Uh, a paid rapist. A paid rapist, apparently. Uh, so, anyway, and then they go on safari and they live a life full of zany noises. Beatboxing. Uh, beatboxing, zany noises, and old guys who marry the Asian girl he picked up on the street and have several children with. So, there we go. There you go. Uh, that's disorderly. So. Yeah, would you fast forward this? No, I wouldn't. It gets a little long in the middle, but it's a fun movie. It's stupid. It's dumb. Don't get that. Part it is. It is like a Warner Brothers cartoon. It is. If you like Tex Avery cartoons, you'll like this because it's like a live action Tex Avery cartoon. Yeah. Um, it gets a little convoluted, obviously. You know, it's not a cinematic masterpiece, but uh, I enjoyed it. If you watched it as a kid, you'll like it, even if you've forgotten. Especially if you've forgotten it, because you're kind of like, oh yeah, that. Uh, the dick joke's good. Um, as far as I was like, that was one good bit, and then uh, the doctor bit was pretty funny. You get to see some fat boys rapping. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's got a nice theme song. There's some boobs and some butt. If you like that kind of thing more so, um, not much, but it's in there. Um, and it, and it teaches I, an important lesson. Um, if you are bad at your job, you'll get hired to try to kill a guy. And but then you'll end up coming out on top and being uh, being good. Oh, I was gonna say always carry a hanger in the back seat of your car. Um, I would note that since this came out in 1987, the PG-13 system was not fully in tilt yet, and this movie was actually PG. PG and it had boobs in it. There is a time when PG movies had boobs in them. So. Wow. I mean, For all- wow. For you kids out there, there was a time that PG really kind of was no holds barred, and R was some shit. R was brutal. R was brutal. R was like, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. R's tame now, so. <laughs> it really is. For our thirst of violence and nudity. It cannot be sated with today's R-rated <laughs> movies. Born out of our 80s breeding of PG romps. We are destined to only watch movies that will... Um, traumatizes mentally from watching them. <laughs> Bad boys. <laughs> this is PG. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that was good. 
Um, yeah, overall, I'll give it a uh, don't fast forward and don't actually fast watch forward. it. And watch it, yeah. Watch it. It's, you're not going to have to grind through this one like some other ones that we've watched. Um, it's definitely not the worst of it. No, it runs a little long, but it's 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 a human cartoon, and it's hour and a half. So even if it runs long, it's still short. Yeah, so, you know. And I think it back, it runs an hour and twenty four. It's not even an hour and thirty. So they tried, they tried. Yeah, to cut it down. So, so uh, with that, um, what do you got next? Are you picking next? You got it. Whether whatever facility, like if you want to give a listener pick out. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ponder. Or or a vote. Or if you if you have a burning desire to do just a movie, just outright call it. Or I may. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, meditate on these things. It's kind of yeah. like a Money in the Bank uh, suitcase. You know, yes, you got the contract in there, and you can use it however you want it. It's just what you know. It's there, what, and then you just do it whenever. What am I gonna do? Yeah, that's the. What am I gonna do? So I already I will, know uh, this. I, I've got an I've got an I've got an itching for a certain actor that I'll have to let loose uh, for my next pick. But I'm gonna let that out there as a future future tease. But future future tease there. Um, in the meantime, you need to follow us on. There's um, new things at the website. There's a new article up from G2D2's section. Yeah. There'll be more to come. That is really queued up and running. So you know, we'll fo- it'll follow the same regularity that our podcast. And those are some made. tasty drinks too. It should really, if you're looking for inspiration um, and not really looking for hard uh, drinks, then G2D2's got you covered. G2D2's got you covered. Plus, I've thrown some movies. There's clips of movies. There's references to movies, things you may have forgotten about, movies you've never heard of. Uh, and Wilford Brimley as Papa Smurf. Yeah, there's references to diabetes, Smurfs, um, all kinds of stuff in there. So go check that column out. Um, watch the f- Again, we do contests and shit. So, well, we don't um, actually. I mean, we shit as in humans, but we don't use. Yeah, like, we don't use shit in our contests. No, no, we do contests and other things on the on our social media. I still owe you a prize too. Now that I think about it, yeah, I, I earned one in there somewhere. So um, we've got a Gonzo grab bag of prizes that poop. you can get. It's not poop yet. <laughs> there's postal regulations and things make that just a nightmare. Yes, so, as um, it is liquid, is not the U.S. Post Office is not jive on that. So, you know, Check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Go to the Gonzo Guys site. Just interact. Really, on all your favorite social sites, search for Gonzo Guys, one word, and we're there. You'll find it. Gonzo Guys, one word. You'll get there. we got a lovely little website. Um, we might make a viewer pick. We might not. We might put a trivia question up. You know, we've let view- we've let listeners and or viewers pick for sometimes. Um, so we'll see what it is. Watch, watch this week. Uh, we'll be promoting the crap out of this one. And literally and figuratively, both, I guess. Um, I don't know how we do that literally. But uh, we'll be promoting this dose and a lot of other fun stuff. So uh, we'll check that shit out. We'll check that shit out. So what are we going out on? Um, oh, that's a good question. Now, my, my debate with this was, and I pondered it for a long hour, um, do we go out with the opening music where it says Fat Boys from the film? Or do we pick one of their songs... Like um, a, a stick'em, or uh, wipeout, or twist. What shall we go with? Um, something energetic. Something energetic. Let's see. Well, let's. Well, let's, uh, we might as well do the the stick'em. That's what I was. Is that what you're reaching for? 
I was. I think. I, I think Stickum is a nice representation of the Fat Boys. So let's just. That and the Thanks. theme song and Baby or Rich Man's kind of. Eh. Yeah, but now I like the Stickum. It's more. It's more raw. Ready? It's, it's classic Fat Boys. And it's very patriotic. Plus, you get my country tis a bee in beatbox. Yes! There you go. That's what we're going out on. Stick them. Enjoy it. Be fast. Be husky. Wear those husky jeans with pride. <laughs> Don't let the husky jeans bite you on the ass. Yo, hook my mic up, please. Make, Kurt, make the bass come out so clear. There, there, there. Please. I'm asking you, KB. 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 Ready? Yeah, ready? When fresh beats and rhymes collide, the result is a hop and the fat boys fight to get ready for this. We give it up, no slacks, you guessed it. The fat boys are back. And cool. Uh, 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 uh,